0: you're listening to the digital state of mind podcast with your host jessica hawks where we get honest about all things entrepreneurship balancing life and business and navigating the world in a digital age Welcome back to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am, currently I'm doing a day in the life on my stories on Instagram. So if you uh, were watching those, then you would have seen me posting about whenever I was recording this intro, but um, I actually recorded this episode yesterday with Sydney and recording the intro today. I'm so excited for this episode. I, Sydney, I've known Sydney for a long time, almost since I first started my business. And she was on the podcast a while ago. It was over a year ago. And since then, her business has changed a lot. And she's learned a lot new, th- lot of new things and has kind of pivoted in a different direction. And she now teaches about cycle syncing in regards to your business, which I've talked about cycle syncing a few times on the podcast. If you are a DCA student, I've probably talked about it with you before. And I love it. I got into it last year, like I would say... Maybe probably like eight, nine months ago. And I just think it's such a cool thing. And I'm really excited for her to be on this episode and teach more about it and, you know, help you understand how you can incorporate it into your life and your business as well. If you are a business owner, if you're not, then it's just a great thing to incorporate regardless. So, yeah, I'm, like I said, super excited for this episode. Just a reminder that. Next week I will be recording the anonymous form DCA or er, DCA. There's too many, too many uh names of things. Digital State of Mind, Digital Creatives Academy. I will be recording the Anonymous Form digital state of mind podcast episode. So I'm going to post that form on my stories. I'll probably post it today. And then another time later this week, if you want to drop something in there, again, it's hundred percent anonymous. You can rant, you can vent, you can roast me if you want, you can get my advice on something. Or you can just uh, share something you're excited about and I'll celebrate with you. So I'm going to be recording that next week. And then after that, I believe if my timeline is correct in my head, I think that's the closing episode two weeks from now of this season, which my God, I can't believe we're already blasting through another season. So wild. But I hope you've all enjoyed this season. It's been a lot of fun. Well, I'm not going to act like I'm closing it out right now. We'll we'll save that for for a couple weeks from now. But... Yes, enjoy this episode. Make sure you check out the show notes to keep up with Sydney and learn more about what she's talking about. And let's get into it. righty, Sydney's back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> we were just trying to figure out what we were laughing at on the last podcast that Sydney was on. We just realized it was over a year. It was like a year and three months ago. Mm-hmm. And we were laughing at the photo shoot that we did in October in Arizona.
1: Oh, we were laughing. <laughs> was it the, we mariachi, of the mariachi music <laughs> i knew it i knew it
0: <laughs> we were laughing at that and we were laughing about us in the car just like dying yeah. and everybody was like what is happening yeah and when
1: the, we turned the car on the music just was blasting mariachi and it was funny because it wasn't was even so my sad. car and i was like it was my husband's car so i'm like michael what are you listening to in your car all by yourself <laughs> He has a secret addiction that he's been hiding. So funny! I mean, we live in Arizona. The mariachi music is it's everywhere. Going to the stores.
0: That was so crazy. That was my first. I I mean, I've never been to the West Coast until I started my business, and then came to visit you. That was the first time I'd been out there, and then we did our team retreat since then, which was also really funny. Me and Courtney on her episode, we were talking about when me and you and her were like dying that night, and everybody were was like, you? "Shut up." <laughs>
1: that's so funny i was literally thinking about that the other day of like literally everyone was asleep in the house and we were just like running around like crazy we have some incriminating videos and footage like like very very incriminating
0: i know i need to go back and look through the album the shared album because i haven't it's so long and i feel like there's probably so many funny videos
1: yeah yeah we should like on the year of the team retreat year anniversary, we should just all get on a Zoom call and look through the photos. I know, just screen <laughs> share. <a> I think <laughs> <Like> everybody's <laughs> worst moments. I know. And I'm scared um, for our photo shoot in September. We're probably gonna have some. Probably it's gonna, gonna be some so sure. bad. I
0: remember when we were trying to pose together at ours come <sighs> and thrive, and we were just like, Pff. Yeah, yeah, we oh, can yeah. do it. I don't think so. Yeah. For anyone listening, we have a me and Sydney are planning a photo shoot in like what, end of August, August for both of yeah. us to kind of refresh our brands. And then we also have like desperately need new pictures for Fluent mm-hmm. University. That'll be two we'll years. We'll be back together. again. We're going to be back together. Jackie's
1: like, great. I know. And she was like, let's extend our trip and make it into this big fun thing. I'm like, all you right. You don't want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be exposed to some crazy times, then oh, let's do it.
0: It's so funny. Um, well, yeah, everyone, we have Sydney back. I feel like there's been a lot of changes in Sydney's business since, uh, mm-hmm. what, over a year ago, whenever she was on the yeah. podcast for the first time, and, well, I'm going to let you kind of explain what's been happening and what's been changing, mm-hmm. but I'm super excited for this episode because uh, Sydney, a big focus of hers now is cycle syncing, and I talked about cycle syncing on my episode about ADHD and how much it's helped me. And I've also talked about it with a lot of students, but I think that a lot of people are really confused about where to start. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. whenever I first learned about it last year. So uh, yeah, I obviously, like I said, we've had you on before, but for anyone who's new, what's your story? And then also kind of how has your business changed since last time you were on?
1: Yeah, I think 2022 was such a year and Mm. I feel like when I started my business back in 2020, I was just constantly in like hustle mode. So, yeah. like, you know, when you're in the early stages of building your business, it's just like you're just always on to the next thing and you're always thinking about the next thing. And so, like, when you're growing so quickly, you don't really have time to slow down and think about like, okay, what's my business going to look like in a year? What's it like, what feels really good to me? How do I visualize myself showing up online? Like it's all kind of just survival mode and you're sort of just taking things as they come at you. And I Mm feel like that was what I was doing in my business for so long from like 2020 to 2021. And so when 2022 hit, I think it was like Right around that summer, I was, you know, still working a lot with done-for-you marketing clients with Pinterest and blogging, all this stuff that we have courses on. I was doing that hands-on for my clients, um, Mm. all my wedding creative clients. And um, I just started to feel, I mean, I had been doing a lot of mentorship too at that point, co-coaching in DCA and then taking on my own mentorship clients. And I had been doing that already at that point for like a year but I was starting to feel just very lost like I feel like we all get to that point where we're just like consuming so much social media and we have a lot like we're just inundated with all these different opinions and people Mm -hmm. talking about different topics and sharing their beliefs and like you should do it this way no you should do it that way and so I was very just like in my head I was like I can't do this anymore like I Mm -hmm. really wanted to take a step back not necessarily from my business but more so like how I was running my business and think about like okay the way like I was just really tired of social media I needed to take a break I need to reevaluate like how I wanted to create content and how I wanted to run my business and around that time I think it was like actually right after the we came home and I was just like I just felt very uninspired. I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing anymore. You were like, that sucked. I I was like, I'm quitting after that. I do not want to talk to those people ever again. That was the final straw (laughs) in your business. Yeah, and it was was interesting because the retreat was so good and it was so much fun to see everyone in person. I think I really just like – it woke me up. I don't know if it was a retreat in particular. I think I had been like feeling this way like leading up to it, but Mm -hmm. I was just all of a sudden woken up to like I – have so many passions outside of my business and I have like I had been running my business for so long in a way that didn't give me any time for my hobbies and I was like starting to just really crave more like relationships and like more genuine connections and like more authentic content and I was just very so much like I don't know I just needed to reevaluate and it was around that time I was like really heavy into TikTok with like learning about hormones and hormone balancing and um, menstrual cycles and stuff and I was really just outside of my business like applying that to my own life because at the time I had been on um, hormonal birth control for six years Mm -hmm. and it was screwing up everything about my mental health and my physical health like last year was just like the boiling point where I was like I can't physically i couldn't do the IOD anymore. so mm-hmm. i was like doing a lot of research and i was trying to figure out like how to sort of like um heal my hormones naturally and i was just learning so much about cycle syncing and um i came across a couple of people who were actually integrating it into their business and i had never thought before that that was even a thing. i you know cuz like i said i was so for so long I was so wrapped up in like the right way to grow your business and mm-hmm. the right way to make money and the right way to scale to you know 50k months past where, where I was at and so I was it, like kind of occurred to me that I could actually use the knowledge that I had about my body to show up better in my business and so that's when I got off of birth control, I started healing my hormones, I started tracking my cycle a lot more regularly, because um, last year, when I was still on birth control, I didn't have a period for, like, six years, like, I had, like, yes. I was completely out of touch, yeah, I was, like, so out of touch with my body, and I had no knowledge of, like, what was going on just biologically, like, I was just mm-hmm. so clueless, Yeah. and so the more yeah. I started learning about that, I was, like, I want to know, like, exactly what my cycle looks like I want to know when my hormones are going to be fluctuating throughout the month when I'm ovulating and I want to like use that knowledge to plan out how I'm going to do certain things in my business so that it feels better it feels more like it feels less forced and more in tune with like how I'm naturally feeling so like if I'm feeling like I want to just be a hermit for a couple days I can do that without feeling bad about it and I can know when that's going to come um so yeah it was a whole thing I got off birth control and I really started like um, tracking my cycle and like starting to re I completely restructured my business to fit with what I know, like when I know my period's going to start, when I'm going to be ovulating, when I shouldn't, shouldn't take client calls. Like I completely just reworked everything. And since then it's changed, it's changed the way I show up so much that I was like, I know that other people are probably going through the same thing that I was, Mm -hmm. where they were just feeling like they were forcing certain things in their business or their business felt really just off where they would feel really motivated one week and less motivated the next. And they thought it was like something wrong with them. And I was like, people need to know about this. And I just started kind of sharing about how much cycle syncing has helped me, um, mentally in my business, with just like feeling less guilt around how much my energy fluctuates and also to like being more strategic about how I show up in my business. It's helped so much. Um, so that, yeah, that was when I was like, i you know, I was feeling so drawn towards mentorship already and coaching already. And then I was like, well, I have this to share. And I feel like it's so unique and people are, you know, cycle thinking is kind of starting to gain a little bit more attention, but it wasn't, it's still not talked about as much as it should be in my opinion. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to just go full, full send with this. Um, I'm in a program right now to get certified, certified as a um, menstrual cycle coach. And I'm like, I can integrate the two together in such a seamless way Mm -hmm. where it's like, You're able to, you know, I'm able to give you a business strategy, but also then help you get to know your cycle so you can run the two together and have it like mind, body, soul, all connect. Um, And it's been, it's been great. So that's so cool. Yeah,
0: it's, I know it's so weird because I feel like there's just so many things that we don't learn about that. Like I literally Mm -hmm. didn't even know what the phases of your cycle was until like last year, which is like, (laughs) that's so weird that we don't grow up learning Mm -hmm. about those things. And Even with stuff with things like IUDs, like I also had an IUD. I had the non-hormonal one, but I got that out last year because I was like, I feel like this could still be like messing with my hormones in some way. And it's just weird because you're never taught about those things. And it's so hard to like, whenever you do have something going on with your body, it's so hard to, or like your mood or your energy or whatever. Or even, like, for me, like, I gained a lot of weight in, like, a year. And I was like, what is happening? Like, I'm not changing anything. So what is – what's going on? And it's so hard to be able, like, to try to identify what it is because it's literally a million things that could be the issue. And I feel like we just don't Mm -hmm. grow up learning about the effects of certain things or we just, like – I mean, hormonal birth control is pushed on us as, as
1: like teenagers, so mm-hmm. you just go right into yeah.
0: it, and you never really. It's learn even pushed on you for you. like
1: acne or like yeah. anxiety. Like if you or even if you have like really painful periods, like your mm-hmm. your a doctor's going to tell you like, oh, go on hormonal hormonal birth control, and it's going to solve everything, and your mm-hmm. acne is going to go and go away, and whatever. But they don't tell you about the long term effects and and that's not to say that like some people don't have any issues. Like I didn't actually have any issues for the first like Mm -hmm. five years. And then randomly one year, I just like started gaining so much weight and my anxiety was through the roof Mm -hmm. and my emotions were all over the place. And um, I had a lot of like other physical symptoms. I was just like, this is not normal. And I was just like, let's just see if I can take my body back to its natural state Mm -hmm. and see if that helps. And um, obviously it really did. Like it changed so much.
0: Yeah. I love what you said about, um, shifting things so that you don't feel guilty on those weeks where you're like wanting to just not be talking mm-hmm. to people and you're just not feeling yeah. creative. Cause I think that that's something that so many new business owners struggle with is their mm-hmm. body is naturally telling them something. But when you're in that n- phase of being a new business owner, you are so You're on very unsteady ground. You're nervous about everything. You You don't know. Yeah. So much pressure. You don't know if you're making the right decision in regards to things. So when you have those weeks or those days where you are just so like uninspired and so Mm -hmm. not feeling creative, our first Mm -hmm. thought is usually, I'm not cut out for this. I'm doing something wrong. I'm not Mm -hmm. cut out to be a business owner instead of, oh, maybe my body just needs something different
1: right now. Exactly. Yeah. And I see so many people and just women like starting their businesses and having so much momentum and excitement and feeling like, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And then when life gets real and things get hard, they kind of fall back into their normal cycle and then they lose momentum. And as soon as that menstrual phase kicks in, they start to feel the self-doubt creep in. They start Mm -hmm. to feel the emotions and yeah, without cyclical awareness, it feels so like personal. And it feels like yeah. I'm not cut out for this. This must mean that I am incapable of running a successful business. Um, when in reality, it's just the natural rhythm of life and like your hormones are going to fluctuate and you're not going to feel hundred percent every single day. And that's normal. And when I figured that out and when I found the normalcy in that ebb and flow, I was able to plan for it and plan oh around God. it and give myself Grace and I have so much more confidence now that like when those days come, I let myself have a few days and I don't let it completely derail my progress or my motivation. Like I just take a pause. Literally that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Where before I was like, this is like come like everything Earth is spiraling. Shattering. I'm gonna quit my business. <laughs> I know that's what it felt like. But when you're just like so in tune with your body and you're in tune with your emotions and like like where your energy is throughout the month, it makes so much more sense, and you're able to give yourself time and grace to not to know that you actually are capable, even if you feel like you're not for a few days out of the mm-hmm. month. I'm literally like so uh,
0: not practicing what we're preaching right now because I started my <laughs> period today <laughs>
1: totally, totally and totally like didn't even think about podcast. it. <laughs> Well, good thing, because I'm about to ovulate, so I'm good, you're not. <laughs> you're, I'm good, you're not. You're picking – I'm just, like,
0: falling asleep, oh. and you're like, "Whoa!" No, so, you're, obviously, you're this is, like, very apparent to us, but for anyone who doesn't know mm-hmm. what cycle syncing is, can you just give, like, a brief overview of what it is?
1: Yeah, so it's basically um, just the idea of understanding the different four phases in your cycle. So there's your menstrual phase, which is when you're on your period – um, and then you go into your follicular phase and then there's ovulation, your luteal phase and l- your luteal phase is, um, right as your hormones drop and you're getting ready to menstruate again. So, um, it's basically just the practice of like adjusting your lifestyle to fit around that. So basically in the way that I do it and kind of the way that I think and in, incorporate in, it into my business is, I don't, you know, I don't schedule calls when I'm right on my period or when I'm ovulating. I know that like this is a perfect time to batch content because what happens is that you're, you know, as you're menstruating, your body is getting ready for a potential pregnancy. And then once that's finished, you go into your follicular and ovulation phase and ovulation is the peak of your cycle. And so your hormones are at their highest point and your body is feeling very energized. You feel naturally very social and more inclined to show up on camera or to communicate or have really big conversations with people and so it's really just like about understanding like when that's going to happen for you and so for me it started with tracking my cycle and like knowing okay my period usually starts on this day I'm usually ovulating around this day and then how can I kind of map out my month ahead to make sure that I'm not like planning to get on four client calls the day that my period starts, or Mm -hmm. maybe I can batch my content when I'm in my follicular phase and I'm feeling more creative. And so it's really just about like, um, using the knowledge of your cycle to maximize your productivity and be more creative and batch when you're feeling a certain way. And so, um, yeah, and it's really intentional too. It's like when I, before I started cycle syncing, it was for me a lot of just like trying to like get as much done every single day Mm -hmm. as I possibly could and I really had this um this mindset that um working more equals making more and like I I was like tying my worth to how productive I was and basically Mm -hmm. how much I was getting done every single day consistently but now it's just more so about intention for me so that I know like on certain weeks I do certain things and I know that when I do those things, I'm better at it because like there are certain tasks that take me 15 minutes where if I did that a different time in the month, it probably would have taken me two hours. So it's like, it's not necessarily about doing more. It's about having awareness and being intentional about what you're working on and when and using that to like be more magnetic in the way you show up and just be more intentional with how you show up. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as far as the phases to like me, like learning how that works really helped me as far as like getting started with it. So, um, the first, so menstruation is when, you know, you're on your period, your body is really just like, and it's, your hormones are really low and your body is just me ready right to, yeah. <laughs> so you're probably like, I'd want to go take a nap right now. Um, but it's like the perfect time to just like load up on self self care and, it's interesting because a lot of people compare menstruation to winter. So like the four phases Mm -hmm. of your cycle can be compared to the different seasons. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, your body needs that time to recharge. And I really like to use that to connect to myself because when you're menstruating, your body is naturally more in tune with like what you want out of life and your intuition. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's just more connected. And so every month around that time, I always just like journal or I think about like, okay, how did this past month go? What do I want next month to look like? What, like, what do I want to change about how I'm running my business? Because I know that during that time I'm the most in tune with like my end goal and what I really, really want out of my business. So, um, and then once you hit your follicular phase, like your hormones are starting to climb, you feel like you're getting more energy um, your estrogen is rise, rising and so you're feeling more creative. And that's when I really like to start taking action on my plans, getting stuff done, checking off to-do lists and just like really building momentum for mm-hmm. the rest of the month. And then, um, and then when you're ovulating, it's like the perfect time to, again, like I said earlier, batch content, batch, create videos, um, go live, get on client calls cause, You know, I've, I'm sure like, and anyone who's listening probably notices, like there's a couple weeks out of the month where you feel so eloquent and you can talk and, Mm -hmm. you know, get your ideas out and express yourself very fluently. And then there's other weeks where you try and like have a conversation (laughs) with someone and you're like, nothing's coming to my brain. (laughs) So it's like knowing that and knowing when that's going to happen is so, it's just so convenient for like planning for different things. And then, um, and it's also a good time when you're ovulating too, cause you just kind of want to say yes to everything and you feel more mm-hmm. like confident making decisions. Um, and then after ovulations, when you're, you know, you your hormone levels start to dip again, you go into your luteal phase and that's when it's like really important to give yourself grace and not be so hard on yourself because everyone experiences just like crazy self doubt during this time because your progesterone level really high and you have like heightened feelings of sensitivity um, you might feel extra emotional, but this is a really good time to like set boundaries, kind of scale back on like the front facing stuff and just be more like back end in your business, which is what I always try to do. Um, and yeah. And then it all starts over again with your menstruation. It's kind of like knowing about like what tasks are better for different times of your cycle. And that's not to say that you have to like follow it to a T there's obviously sometimes where like I'll book a client call and I'm like, you know, in my luteal phase and I'm feeling like crap, but I'll do it anyway because it's necessary. Mm-hmm. But it's really just about like using it to the best, like using it to your advantage, the best that you can and as much as you're able to. And it helps so much.
0: Yeah. It's weird too, because I, like we were saying with a lot of new business owners that whenever they're feeling those like in the lower, you know, in their luteal phase or menstruating mm-hmm. and you can naturally feel Like we said, that you're not as creative, not as inspired, and you kind of attribute that to just maybe not cut out for it or whatever. It's weird Mm -hmm. because as you get farther into business, like I notice it so much now. And if you just start paying attention to it, you will notice it. Like there's literally days where I'm talking to like Courtney, my social media manager, and we're trying to come up with content ideas, and I'm like, I My brain is like empty. I couldn't like come up with something if I just was, if my life was on the line. And then there's days where I'm just like constantly texting her with new ideas and it's just like endless. So I feel like I can feel very all or nothing sometimes, but it's weird because once you start paying attention to it, you notice it so much in so Mm -hmm. many little ways and even just like your excitement for things that you're doing or Mm -hmm. coming up with new business ideas. It's just really weird to be able to notice it once you are more informed about it versus trying to figure out why am I more creative during this time and why am I like struggling to think of anything during this time. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that being said, I know that there's a lot of people who are like that they have you know there's a lot of people that have regular cycles there's a lot where maybe it's irregular or maybe they just don't have a period at all like you were talking about Mm -hmm. whenever you were on hormonal birth control for anyone who is kind of experiencing some of those things what's your opinion on cycle syncing in regards to that like if you have a regular period Mm -hmm. versus a regular period or no none at all
1: yeah. I think if you don't have a regular cycle, it's still um, it's still definitely possible to kind of adapt this way of living, even if it's not in the traditional sense where you're tracking your period, period and you know exactly when you're going to start, you know exactly mm-hmm. when you're going to ovulate. It's just not realistic for everyone. And I myself was in that position. Like when I first started getting into cycle thinking, I didn't have a regular cycle until yeah. a few yeah. months later when I got off of birth control. And so for me, it was more so about, um, not necessarily tracking like my period, but tracking how I felt throughout the month and just Mm. keeping an open mind as far as like understanding what my symptoms looked like, because Mm. even if you don't have a regular period, every, like humans in general, we're cyclical and we have Mm. a cyclical nature built into us. And so it's just inevitable that we are going to have that ebb and flow throughout the month anyways. Um, so you know, if you're listening to this and you're just like I don't know where to get started because I don't like I don't have anything to track. What I did was I literally just got a journal. I think I used an app. It was like the It was like the Daily app. It's like a journal app mm-hmm. where you can just like ch- like um enter in your emotions for the day and talk about how you're feeling um and I tried to track different things like my energy for one because I know that your energy is directly tied to your cycle or just Mm -hmm. your cyclical nature. And so like, if I was feeling super high energy and motivated wanting to get a lot done, I would write that down. If I was feeling more so like I would rather literally do nothing else but take a nap right now I would make note of that too mm-hmm. and also sociability social sociability so you're like you're... sociopathy <laughs> you're you're psych- psychopathy you know like how like socially you want like to be sociopath.
0: and like he <laughs> also took note of that
1: <laughs> I don't even know if I said that word right I probably didn't but just like making note of how social you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and also like how focused you are. Cause like sometimes you feel more clear headed and sometimes you don't. And Mm -hmm. so basically I was just tracking all of that. Like I made a commitment every single day to get to know how my feelings and emotions and my energy just fluctuated throughout the month. And so I did notice a pattern. It wasn't a typical, you know, the, the, Standard cycle for most people who menstruate is 28 days. That's just like mm-hmm. the average. Mine yeah. was a lot longer than that. Mine was like 2 months for a long time and mm. eventually it got down to um a more regular cycle. But I really just, you know, looked at what the trends were and I used that to kind of predict, okay, like around this time every month I'm usually feeling this way, even if it wasn't like scientific or anything mm-hmm. like that. I really just yeah. tried to use that to plan ahead. And so Um, and so, yeah, if you, if you don't have a regular cycle, you can still do that. Another thing that's really cool that I actually learned recently, um, is that a lot of people who want to become more cyclical and kind of have, um, like integrate cycle syncing without having a regular period is like you using the moon's phases because, a lot of people um something that's kind of really interesting is that the moon has a very similar cycle to the female menstrual cycle so it's 28 days just like the standard cycle for women and it's it has different phases so like you know the waxing and the waning and i don't know a whole lot about it but i was looking into it recently and i found that like a lot of people like if you go way 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 back in history um, women used to use the moon to track their cycle. And so like when it was a full moon, That's they knew so that they were cool. about to ovulate. Yeah. And then when it was a new moon, they were usually menstruating. And back then it's like you, um, it was a little bit easier to sync up back then because they, you know, everything is tied to the moon, like the tides and certain crops and harvests and things like that. And it all kind of mm-hmm. ebbs and flows throughout the seasons based on the moon cycles, And so, obviously, people used to be way more synced up to the moon back then, before we had like electricity and social Mm -hmm. media and tech and all that kind of stuff. But it's still a thing, and I hear of some people um, working their way up to the point where they are synced with the moon, which I think is really, really cool. I don't know necessarily know how to do it, but I know I think, and I've been trying to like, um, like figure out how that works. And like, I have a (laughs) moon. You just have to play mariachi music. I, I just have to like summon like my my moon powers and like have like a ritual like with mariachi in the background like, just dancing in the
0: backyard michael's I like
1: know. what is literally it, it's so crazy because i live um i live in flagstaff now i live in northern arizona and the stars like it's insane like when i lived in the city in phoenix it's like you can't mm-hmm. see it freaking thing but Mm. up here it's cool because there's actually like a really famous observatory up there like they discovered Pluto here in Flagstaff and so the moon is really bright and like I can see I can see every single phase of the moon basically and it's so bright and beautiful and like the stars are always out and like it sounds so cheesy but like since living here I'm like I want to like get connected to the moon I want to (laughs) like be in my feminine and like start tracking like I have really been like crazy about it but I got like a moon app and so I, like, know when the moon's going to be in different phases, and I'm, like, I don't know how, but, like, I think it'd be so cool to, like, get synced up to the moon. So stay I guess, tuned. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Maybe I'll figure it out. <laughs> I was literally just looking at it because it's in,
0: it's in waning gibbous right now. So it's okay. going from so full That it has got to be getting, a new moon. Yeah. And I'm – sort of That's so dry. crazy
1: because I'm – oh, my gosh. That might – wait, no, because you're <laughs> – like, that's so crazy because so. I actually did sync up <laughs> I'm not, you're not. We got some work to do. We got some work to do, but like, I don't know how to do it. Like, do you just go outside and like stare at the moon for like four hours every night and then you get synced up? I don't know. You, you just sleep
0: out there. Just...
1: Like I read something that you no, said literally... you camp
0: in your backyard every night, then you get synced up to the moon.
1: Or like, just like, like do like some kind of moon dance or just like, like moon a dance every single night. I don't know. You <laughs>
0: start posting funny. it on TikTok, and people are like, "I think she needs
1: help. That's my new. That's my new thing. I'm gonna start making Instagram content all about my journey to connect
0: with my I literally my was like, "This is such a side note," but I was just Follow thinking me. about uh, your TikTok because you're like really. uh This is a tangent, but you're really getting into oh. the. uh The yes. I don't even know what you would call it, like you're getting into okay. book talk but it's a very specific it's a very
1: niche <laughs> literally like this is such a tangent but like my hyperfixation currently what does this have to do with the moon i don't know but my current <laughs> hyperfixation is harry potter fan fiction i have been consumed with reading harry potter fanfics and like i've been a harry potter fan my whole life but specifically draco and hermione i'm like obsessed and before you judge and think I'm crazy, it's like, if you like to read and you like the enemies to lovers trope, it's basically mm-hmm. that on steroids. And it's like, you're reading about characters you already love. And I just like, I'm freaking out. I love it so much. But yeah, I've been posting about all my TikToks so much, but like, maybe I need to like pivot and start t- talking about like <laughs> moons and like find a way to sync it to Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't even know. You need to make TikToks about cycle syncing. Like, just... I know, I do. I do. I have a business TikTok account, but I just haven't posted on it in so long. That's because you're, so like,
0: you're obsessed with it, fan fiction.
1: <laughs> it's because I'm just too hyper-fixated on my current obsession right now. And I just taught myself how to bookbind, so that is taking up all my time, like, too. No books? Yeah, like, I literally have been teaching myself how to print out my favorite... Because I have, like
0: oh, a, like, one God. fan
1: fiction that's, like, the best book I've ever read, and I'm obsessed with it, and I, like... The fact that I don't have a physical copy just makes me, like, depressed. Mm-hmm. And so I literally bought all the supplies, and I, like, print. I've been watching so many tutorials, but I printed out all the, like, pages, and I'm going to, like, sew them together and, like, make a spine and, like, bind it oh all my together God. to fucking, and, like, going all in. And I know I sound crazy she's right now, but, like. he's trying to, like, live in the 1800s. <laughs> I'm like going feral. I'm going full on like primal. Like, I basically should not have been born in this era, I guess. I the don't next even know. time
0: we see you, you're like walking around with candlelight. Like, you <laughs> cut off your
1: electricity. I'm, I'm basically like, I I just want to be Hermione. Like, I'm going to turn myself into a witch and I'm going to do moon rituals and my cycles will be seen so with-
0: funny. <laughs> I, well, I, this is also another side A bell, lot has changed in I, the past year for me. <laughs> I'm a different person. You're like, how much have you evolved? <laughs> I, I've I've seen this oh, on TikTok for a long time. I've seen people watering their plants with their period blood, and then I've also seen people. No, uh, yeah, because apparently it has like so many nutrients not for plants. <gasps> yes, and then also the face mask. Like people will do, people will use like the cup during their period and then use it as a face mask. Stop.
1: And I'm you, like, like, walk in, you got like blood. All
0: over <laughs> <it>. <laughs> what but if this- a horror movie.
1: What if this whole
0: time I'm like really getting on theme for this podcast
1: and I show up? Stop. You're you're like, like, what "What is is that timing timing for you?
0: You're like like, trying to find a way to
1: tell me that you've been getting into that. And then like, hardcore, I'm like, cheating. what do you
0: think? Like, do you think that's weird, or I don't
1: know? I feel like um, yeah. I've been wanting to talk about this, but like, I didn't know how to like segue into it. But um, yeah, period blood I'm, mask. It's totally.
0: I'm normal. not even. I'm not even gonna lie. I probably would try it because I just don't even.
1: Care. I I would. There's like a lot of. There's not not very many things in this life that I'm not willing to try. Like if it's harmless, <laughs> then I will try it because I yeah. just like humans are so interesting that uh-huh. we come up with like the craziest ideas but like I know. if you really think about it like most of the ideas are not half bad and so we're mm-hmm. just like sitting here laughing about it but it's i like, know and we just get you know, like, like so, probably the healthiest people in the world
0: <laughs> i know and we get so grossed out by it because we're so used to convenience yeah. and everything being like curated Mm -hmm. for us like other face masks and stuff but i i don't know i Mm -hmm. i feel like i would do it i think it's probably i've seen it more probably because i'm on like garden talk now like half of my tiktok videos
1: are just like how to plant tomatoes this is so funny this is really coming out like what we're personally into outside of like our business like i'm deep into like traumatizing dark fan fictions mm. and like we're talking about period blood and garden talk I know. <laughs> it's like, well it's this weird we really are guys
0: i know well it's weird when you get when you have like your business tiktok and then you start a personal one you start to like what? really realize what you're right. fully interested in because i say i watched like literally probably 500 gardening videos one night and then mm-hmm. since then my for you page it's just like only that Mm mm-hmm but yeah and it's it is weird because you like you were saying like um how you want to start posting about cycle syncing it's hard Mm -hmm. once you get like a new creative outlet and you're like posting about books or you're posting about home Mm -hmm. stuff and you're it's just like so exciting to you and it's something that's new
1: and you just become obsessed with that And that's why I love, like, following your home decor account because I'm, like, I love that I'm, like, not the only one who's doing something else outside of, like, Mm -hmm. business because – but that's the whole point, right? Like, that's the beauty in this is, like, before I literally never had time for my hobbies. Like, I read so much now and the fact that I'm teaching myself how to hand bind books, (laughs) like, if you would have asked me, like, two years ago if I would have, A, had the time for that or, B, like, even thought that was something I would ever do – it's just, it's just funny. And that's like been my whole journey the past year is just like figuring out who I am outside of my business, but like learning how to like love my business even more because I know more about like mm-hmm. who I am. And it's like, I don't know. It's crazy.
0: I'm like laughing. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this is those moments that like, <laughs> I, I can literally see you. Like you can't I even talk. I right was hard not to Not to laugh while you were talking, but I'm just imagining, like, five years from now, we have, like, a homestead, and you're like, Stop! (laughs) (laughs) Stop! it's stop. playing like the um like harry potter like um oh my god you know <laughs> in universal when you go into like the place to eat and they're playing like old-timey viking music and it's we're like, like medieval like yes wizard. <laughs> and we're like you're in the corner bookbinding and i'm like planting a garden That's outside and you <laughs> cry stop and then i'm we're like, really like getting emotional <laughs> And we're, like, dancing at night under the moon. And it's, like, you're probably Stop wondering it. how we got here. And it rewinds to this podcast episode. I
1: have tears in my eyes. I <laughs> literally have tears coming out of my eyeballs. That is my dream. And like Jordan and Michael I have can't... just
0: left us. They're, like, I can't do this.
1: They've, like, gone off to live, like, on their own. And we're just, like, literally on a, like, homestead in the middle of nowhere.
0: We've just fully lost oh. our minds. And we're just, like, this is the life. <laughs>
1: That is why we have our business, is so that we can do stuff like that and not have to worry about it. And not have oh, to I'm worry crying. about it. Oh, my God. If, if, if people can see my face right now, I'm, like, red. I have tears streaming. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, actually so sad that that'll probably not happen, but... Oh, you never know. <laughs> you are... You, you just have to move here, and then we'll do it. Literally... Michael was, like, I texted you this the other day. Michael Mm -hmm. was, like, let's move to South Carolina. And he didn't even, like, I never had told him, like, you live in South Mm -hmm. Carolina. It was just, like, the most random thing. And because we want to buy a house, obviously. Mm -hmm. And Flagstaff is crazy expensive. Arizona in general is just crazy expensive. It's, like, everyone's moving here from California. And, Mm -hmm. like, house prices have just been insane. And so, like, one day he was, like, we should live in South Carolina. And, like, you could not have picked a more random – like, neither of us have ever – like we don't know anyone on the east coast like uh-huh. generally so i was just like that is so freaking random but another just random sending was, him
0: like anonymous emails
1: telling <laughs> <laughs> of like, like south carolina her. ads
0: like <laughs> real estate No, listing. and he literally
1: showed me he showed me houses that were like 3 times bigger than what you could get here and like double the price here mm. it's just insane so
0: yeah i want to see the ones he was talking Ugh. about
1: because i feel like it's it
0: i think it also you know. just depends where you are like because where we live it's really annoyingly expensive like i feel the same like where we are yeah because we're near um like hilton head island and savannah georgia so it's like a very tourist area or like it's just a destination area so for what we paid for our pri- our house here we could also like same gotten like a mansion in north carolina and it's so annoying mm-hmm. But yeah. I also could understand how Arizona could be, like... Like, the houses here in my city could be the same for you in Arizona because yeah. it's just... The West Coast is just
1: so different in, like, California and stuff. Yeah. But. It's crazy. Yeah, we live in... um, mm-hmm. We're renting our house right now, and it's just, like, a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, and it has, like, a garage. It has a backyard. Like, it's a good-sized house, but we're definitely starting to outgrow it. But yeah, I think on Zillow, like, this one right now is going for like six hundred thousand or more yeah mm-hmm. and we're like okay so if we want to buy a house house we're looking at like eight hundred to a million dollars to mm-hmm. live in like a four-bedroom five-bedroom house and so yeah. it's crazy move so into into like my in neighborhood that. only if we can start a homestead i was just say this is the pipeline <laughs> how's the moon where you're at you can you're see home. it pretty good <laughs> we got a lot of stars here girl all right. No, and literally, like, Michael and I have been getting into mead. Do you know what mead is? mm Oh, wait. It's like... Yeah.
0: Is that, like, the wine mold? Yeah, wine? it's, like,
1: beer, but it's sweet, and it's made a certain way, but it's very medieval. Like, there's a meadery downtown Flagstaff. If anyone's ever been to downtown Flagstaff or if anyone's going... It's called the Mead Hall, and it's the best. It's like you walk in, there's like a stone fireplace, and like Viking helmets everywhere, and like oh we God, like that's, that's like that's our so favorite nice. place lately. It's so fun, and we go there, and we just like feel like we're literally like in the medieval times. Maybe that that's a, another reason why I'm like going back in time. I don't know.
0: Is that what do it's they so make fun. at uh, Universal? Like, what is the uh, drink in Harry Potter? Uh, oh, butter beer. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. It's obviously a different thing. I'm very. It's probably
1: it's probably like along the same lines though, because um, in the movies and the books, it's like I think where they serve it is like Hogsmeade or like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's a very like kind of wizardy medieval kind of vibe, and so it's probably like. I feel like mead would taste similar, and they oh, even right. probably have like flavors of mead that taste like butter beer.
0: Yeah. Oh, I really
1: want one now. You're like I'm, um, I'm craving it. <laughs> what was your
0: What was your other random thought you had? I feel like I cut you off. Um,
1: that was it. Um, <laughs> mead. Because <laughs> when you said medieval, I it was like, just I had to tell medieval. her about this place. <laughs>
0: Medieval. You said medieval. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: oh man, this is just—I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> I'm gonna get, oh, I was also gonna say we. Uh, I I need to get book recommendations from you because I yes. finished *Aceitar* obviously, which was like. I'm so, whenever you messaged me, <sighs> I remember posting it's like *A Different the, World*. It is, and I remember posting the first book, <clears throat> and you were like, "I would do anything to be able to go back and read that." And now that's I would how I feel. My firstborn. Oh, it's so good. And it's I started amazing. the, um, what's the other one called? Uh, Silver's Thrones Lames. of Glass. Oh, Throne no, of Glass. I finished, I finished all of guitar. Oh, I started wow. Thrones of Glass. And I was like struggling to get into the first book. So I feel like I need to like
1: start it over and just like push yeah. through the first book and then keep going. I hear that one is a huge commitment. It's almost like mm-hmm. watching Game of Thrones, where there's like so yeah. many characters, so many storylines. Those
0: books. So, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Did seven, you buy eight, the whole series? Eight books. Yeah, and oh I haven't even made it through the first book, but I need to. I want it. I want to because I'm Dude. like, is there Akatar fan fiction?
1: I was literally just gonna tell you that. Okay, so there's a court of mist and fury from Rhysand's point of view. Someone wrote it, and I hear it's oh. really, really good. And I've been seeing videos of like people um, like binding it and making like dust, like really like pretty dust jackets for it. And I'm like, I need to do that, but I need to read it first. I haven't read it yet. I
0: want to do. I I I might need to just need to get a Kindle.
1: I might need to just get a Kindle. I I might need to get myself a Kindle. It's like reading in, like Uh, southern, just like random. I might might need to get myself
0: a Kindle.
1: What it's is so it? How and much
0: are they?
1: other <clears throat> how much are what? Kindles oh the Kindle I think mine was like one hundred ten one ten I think mean, I'm just gonna do it I just oh, I love just reading do like it. the
0: physical book like I never read on my phone I never read on my iPad but maybe if it was like I guess you can't really read fan fiction otherwise so <clears throat>
1: yeah you can't you have to download it from yeah. I mean it's free that's the that's definitely a huge pro is that it's mm-hmm. free you can't legally charge for fan fiction but right. it's so funny because I feel like Like, for me, when I thought fanfiction, I literally thought, like, 2010, like, Wattpad. But Mm -hmm. now it's, like, it's so well-developed now. It's changed so much. Like, there's amazing authors out there writing stellar stories with, like, intricate plot lines and character development and foreshadowing. Like, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, Kindle's worth it, like, honestly, just so that you can, like, read in bed and not have to... I, I What I do is I read on Kindle, and then if I really love a book, I'll just buy the physical copy of it. Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> I, I don't understand how there's people <laughs> that, like, have the willpower to write a fan fiction. Like... I know. I mean, I guess people and just love just writing, but time. there's, like, no way mm-hmm. I would be able to do that. It's mind-blowing to me.
1: Yeah. And, like, to have the time to do that, I think it's, like, just like a passion pop project sort of thing like there's um i don't know if anyone's heard of Olivia olivier blake who wrote alone with you in the ether she's like a published oh, yeah, author yeah i read that mm-hmm. and she's written two different Germani fan fictions, and they're both really? incredible yeah they're so good I I literally think she just have really that. loves I
0: literally have the alone with you in the ether book that's so funny
1: yeah i think she just really loves harry potter and she really loves the characters and she likes that ship a lot <laughs> so she wrote that's she wrote two so of them funny. just on the side for free and it's like i can't believe we literally get access to like actual authors writing for have free have read them is so good um i've read one of them and i loved it i need to read the other one <clears throat> that's crazy all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get a kindle after we get off this podcast right. i'm gonna do it know, it's a we'll write-off <laughs> <laughs> seriously it can be just make some make some posts on your tiktok about it <laughs> <laughs> download a couple of business um, books <laughs> right awesome. um
0: Okay, well, we certainly got sidetracked with our moon talk and book talk and fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, so obviously Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you about with, you know, (laughs) learning about this, I definitely noticed, like, the shift in your Instagram and your marketing and everything in general. And I feel like we are constantly, like, teaching the students in DCA that pivoting, it's, like, You do it all the time. It's not a big deal if you want to change your niche, all those things. But it is also really scary to do. I think it's scarier the further into your business you are because you're so established and you're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm starting over again. So I just wanted to kind of ask about what that process was like for you, kind of navigating making a scary pivot or a scary change in your business and kind of how you mentally helped yourself through that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been, <clears throat> it has been scary. It's, it's felt like it's so interesting that you say it feels like starting over because I've had to, that's like a big mindset thing that I've had to overcome is like feeling like I'm starting over, but then having to remind myself, like, <clears throat> like I've built this platform, I've built my business. I have a community that I've been creating content for for years at this point, And I, I know so much about marketing, about business, about scaling that like, I no i feel like i'm sort of starting from scratch but i'm not because i still have like everything that i talk about now is so relevant to my community and to myself and it's like what i'm going through is just a part of my journey and even if it's like i have a shift in content or i have a shift in like what i'm focusing on it still applies so much because it's mm-hmm. unique to me and it's my process and it's a part of it's a part of my i guess evolution and so <clears throat> it's really like I, and the way I think of it, as far as like making changes or pivoting, it's so scary, especially when you've built something so successful, because there's so many doubts that start to creep in of like, is it going, is this going to succeed? Is this going to be received well? You know, especially with cycle syncing, like for a long time, I was like, this is kind of a taboo topic. Like it shouldn't be, but for mm-hmm. some people it still is. And so I felt a lot of like man, if I'm going to really open up and be vulnerable about this, I have to kind of just go all in and be unapologetic with like what is important to me because it's a huge value of mine to um, run my business in a way that's so intuitive and it's synced with my body and it feels fun and it's not forced, it's sustainable. And so that's like one of my main pillars, I guess, of content and just my business in general. So I'm like, I can't, I have to be authentic to that. So, um, but yeah, and I think about when it comes to making changes, I'm always asking myself like, is this decision going to serve the the long game for me? And I always make moves for my business based on what I want my business to look like in a year or in six months. Like I'm constantly having to remind myself like I want to make decisions for the business that I want, not the one that I currently have. And so it's constantly like reminding myself that like you know, everything ends up working out. Like if I make a shift and I start going down a different path and then it doesn't work out, I can come back. Like everything is figure outable, And that's the amazing thing about running your own business is that you have full control over every decision you make. And if you want to start a different path or if you want to start creating content that's kind of a little bit different or you want to start talking about something new, no one's telling you you can't do that. Like you literally have full control over that. So, and yeah, it's just, nothing is final and like you can always adjust if needed. And I like to think of being an entrepreneur as like, I don't know, it's kind of like a video game, like a choose your own adventure kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Like Michael, my husband's a huge gamer and I've been like getting into video gaming more too. And like, it's so, I've been, I was thinking about this recently of how comparable it is to running a business. Like you get to pick and customize your character. You can choose your own adventure and like all the decisions that you make like put you on a different path, but it's not that serious. Like I feel like we take our business so seriously and we think that it's all a life or death situation Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, if I pivot and it doesn't work out, then I am a failure and I'm gonna lose all my income and everyone's gonna unfollow me. Like it's just so not true and it's never that serious. And so Mm -hmm. I just like to run my business in a way where it's just like, it feels like a video game. And it's just kind of like, It's a fun challenge and it's all about trying new things and seeing what works and what doesn't and just choosing my own adventure and kind of just like paving a way that feels really fun for me. And then I know that everyone's going to get on board with that because the more authentic you are to like what you want to post about and how you want to run your business, you're going to start bringing in and attracting people who are like, yes, I love that she's doing it that way. I want to do it that way too. And then you start to find your people and you really start to connect. Like through cycle syncing and just by sharing more about it, like it took me like a month or so to finally be like, okay, I want to start integrating this into my business and my coaching. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to make that decision. But once I did, like the response was so incredible. And people are like, I'm so glad you're talking about this because I've been really struggling with, um, feeling out of sync with my body and it's affecting my business and Mm -hmm. all these things. And I've been able to help all of my one-on-one clients, all my coaching clients. I've been able to help them from the lens of cycle syncing. And it's it's been so transformational. And like before, when I didn't have that edge, I felt like I didn't really know who I was as a coach. And it was very much so like, okay, well, like what do I bring that's different to the table? What makes me unique? And that's not to say that you have to have like a thing. Like you can just, you know, coach on business if you're really good at coaching on business. But for me, I was like, starting to feel so lost with like, okay, what, what do I truly, like, what kind of values do I have? And mm. what do I want people to know about me that mm. makes me who I am as a coach? And so, um, yeah, and it, it's, it's scary. It's a scary change. And, but you know, the response was amazing. And I, I think back in every decision that I've made in my life or in my business, like I never, think too long on things because I feel like if I do I start to backpedal and I start yep. to change my mind and I'm like wait um and it goes back to like like after high school I moved it took me like in one week I decided to move to Utah to be with my then boyfriend who's now my husband mm-hmm. and that was like such a spur-of-the-moment decision and that changed the trajectory of my entire life because we got engaged we're married we live, you know you know, we live in back in Arizona now. So I'll end up working out and going full circle. But like, and then starting a business, like I did that in like two weeks, I made the decision to start mm-hmm. my online business. And I think about all the decisions that I've made that I didn't sit on for you. And you talk about this all the time, Jess, with like starting a business. Like I think about all the different things in my life that happened for me. And the biggest things that like change the direction of my business for the better have all been decisions that I've made pretty quickly. And that's not to say that you like shouldn't think through a decision, but I find that for me, it has to just, I just have to try it out and Mm -hmm. go all in and see if it works out. And then I can kind of adjust if it doesn't end up being a good decision, but like, at least I tried and at least I don't have to live in regret of like, Oh, where would I be in my life or my business? If I had done that thing that I was, that I sat on for too long. So um, that's kind of what it is for me. And like, it allows me to be more creative and be more playful in my business because I'm no longer living and I'm, I'm just no longer available for that mentality of like, you got to do it this way. And Mm -hmm. everyone is scaling their business through X, Y, Z strategies, and you're going to get left behind if you don't do it. And I'm just like, I'm not available for that anymore. And I think that like this past year is really, um, just helped me get more in tune with that and figure out like how I want to help my clients coaching wise and like how I want to have an impact on their business. And, um, and it's all about just like figuring out what gets you up in the morning. Like what, what's your biggest value? Like my thing is, time freedom and having time for my hobbies, like being able to read all day if I wanted to like take a day off. that's just like so important for me. And I'm like, I, I want to lead with that in my business because I want to like work with other people who also feel that way too. And who also want to run their business from a way of like being connected to their cycle and like having those ebbs and flows and being more intentional in their business. And that's because that's such a big, strong value for me. That's how I want to lead through my content. I want people to know that about, know that about me, so that you know, I'm just more transparent in like what's important to me.
0: Yeah, I think I I think it all keeps coming back to what you were saying about intention. Because even with like mm-hmm. making decisions for yourself, obviously it's. Like, it's very, very scary once you're fully in business and you're established and you kind of got your way of doing things. It's scary to pivot or to, you know, go different ways in your business. But it also just always makes me think of when you're first, when you first find out about the online space and you are wanting to start it. Like, I feel like it's just so intuitive when you're drawn to something. Like, it's, and we push back against it so much naturally. naturally. Because we're scared. Like, we're very scared to do something new. We're scared to go out of our comfort zone. But your body and your mind will always lead you the way that it, it that you really should go. It's just a matter of if you lean into that or not. And mm-hmm. I think it's so true for starting. Like, I've always, always been the same way. The type of person that just, like, makes... Quick decisions and just does something or gets super invested in something. And it was not that way actually for me with my business. Like mentally, it was, I was very much so like, I'm obsessed with this. I want to do this. I can't believe I found this space. And I was just constantly looking into it. But the action part of it was a very, very slow thing because I was so mm-hmm. scared to actually do it. And I think that what you said about making decisions like now for your future business, I think that's so applicable to people who are just starting out too. I think that one of the biggest concepts you can lean into in the online space, or well, just as a person in general, is like making a decision now for yourself in six months. Making the decision Mm -hmm. to start your business now, so that in six months from now, like your life can completely change. And I think it's, it's always weird for like me and you, for example, because, you know, especially within DCA, we're very much so like observing people from a different level than they are because they are living through the experience and having to push themselves out of their comfort zone and going through like the ups and downs. But on our end, we're able to just, like, objectively look at the progress that they're making over a span of 11 weeks, which is, like, nothing when you really think about it.
1: It's a blip in time. It truly – it's,
0: like, it's no time at all. And Mm -hmm. it's just very weird to be able to see someone just start from, like, truly nothing and a completely different industry, having no knowledge about the online space, to, like, ending something like DCA, for example – booked out with clients and having quit their job Mm -hmm. and making money online and doing all these things that they didn't think is possible. So I agree. I think that whenever you really just lead with your intuition and and go for it, there's so many things. Like I even think about this with the home decor account that I started. Like I wanted to do that for so long. Like it was just Mm -hmm. nagging me in my brain. And I just, for whatever reason, was not taking action on it. And it's just so obvious what what your body and your mind is telling you and we just actively choose to ignore it so much which is crazy
1: yeah it's funny because like even if you have proof of what you're capable of doing mm-hmm. like you started such a successful huge business online you still like there's no one's immune from mm-hmm. feeling like oh no what if I fail on this like yeah, I, I mean you know, I've always had things I've wanted to start and I, I forget that I did what I did sometimes yeah. you like start to like you get, um, what's that word? Like you start to dissociate from your own success mm-hmm. where you're just like, you forget everything that you've done. And then you try and do something similar starting from scratch and you're like, Oh, I can't do this. Like, and you get yeah. freaked out and you're like, wait a second. I've literally done this before, but it happens to everyone. And it's such, it's such a human thing to be para- like, just paralyzed by not knowing what's on the other side of something. Mm-hmm. And I think about that all the time. Just like, Um, co-coaching in DCA like you said looking at someone's journey and objectively we see how short it is and to them Mm -hmm. like when you're in the moment when you're in the trenches and you're building a business from scratch you feel like time just feels like it goes on forever and it's really hard to like Mm -hmm. imagine what things could look like for you in six months or a year Um, but time it's like does it really exist, honestly? <laughs> you can bend time, like you can make things happen, especially in the online space. Like you can make things happen in crazy amounts of time that are just unrealistic to no, you know, the technical world, I guess. Like it's just it's crazy yeah. what you can do. And so, um, and that's why I love like what you're saying about making decisions for your future self. It's almost as if like you're just hacking the system by your future self in the current moment versus waiting for that version of you because you know that there is a version of you out there somewhere that has done the thing they've built a business they have a following on social media they've got clients knocking down their doors like you know that version of you on some timeline exists somewhere so it's about like instead Mm -hmm. of waiting for that how can I like start taking action now to like bring that version of me into fruition because that's how it happens. It doesn't happen by sitting and waiting around for it to happen. It's like you have to actually do the hard part and show up and put the things together. And it's like, it's always a sacrifice in the beginning. But once you do that and you've done the heavy lifting and you've built something that's sustainable it, the, the reward is just insane and you you finally are able to like yeah. look back at what you accomplished and be like wow I did that and it's kind of a blur like I remember the first mm. six months of my business are such a it blur because oh you're God. just like late nights staying up and you're just like on such a high that you're starting something new that's yeah. working and you don't ever want to stop riding that momentum and so it kind of turns into a blur but that's kind of how it has to be you know yeah <laughs>
0: It's a time. I feel like time moves very, very fast yeah. <laughs> when you start a business, which is weird. But I think I think it's also very. I mean, I think we've all experienced this. Like looking, you know, being interested in starting a business or like starting a new hobby or whatever, and looking at people who are already like so much further than you, and it feels like you're living in like two different universes. Like it's so mm-hmm. easy to hear someone say. Like, I was in your shoes. I understand how you feel. You just have to start. It's so easy to hear that and just be like, just totally disregard yeah. it. But I think something that's so cool is that most of the time that whenever you're looking up to someone or, you know, there's that person that you are just like constantly looking at their Instagram or constantly looking at their TikTok or wanting to accomplish what they accomplished, it's usually because you see yourself in them. Mm-hmm. It's There's so many people of like notoriety and who have accomplished amazing things that you don't, you're not obsessed with. You're not like looking at them being like, I want to be like them. You can acknowledge that they've done cool things, but those people who you're like, can't stop looking at their social media and you are just like so fascinated by what they're doing. It's because you see yourself in them. And like you were saying, there's a version of you out there who has accomplished the same things and who has like pushed away the fear Just like those people you look up to did one day and just gone for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes, yeah, it takes time. But I would say, like, within the online space, starting a business as a service provider is, like, one of the fastest ways to become successful very quickly. Like, I really can't think of any other industry where you can start a business and literally be making like five k nine k 10k a month within a few months yeah that's like you
1: have unheard of you have full access to like so many people in businesses who have a very specific problem that they need solved and if mm-hmm. you can get online and you can market yourself efficiently and put yourself out there and show people how you can solve their problem you you can start like you can start making money so fast it's there's no there's no like Timeline, And that's a huge topic that we cover so much just as business coaches in general is like, there's no, there's no, you have to do this first or you have to wait until you've gotten this, um, what's it called? I don't know. You've, you've hit this like level to move on to the next thing. Like there's yeah. really none of that. And so you're capable, like you have all of the opportunity in your lap and you literally just get to like put the pieces in order yourself and figure out what your journey is going to look like. And obviously there are external factors, but like for the most part, it's, you can literally go out and grab, like the opportunity is there. And you, if you put yourself out there and you go out and grab it and you Mm -hmm. start having conversations with people and you figure out what problem you solve and you get really good at talking about how you solve that problem and you, um, get really good at marketing and get comfortable on camera like it's it's all it's all possible for you
0: yeah and it's weird because it's like in what in what universe can you just like observe someone who's making like six figures or seven figures online or in business in general so closely like Mm -hmm. you can't just go to the ceo of some like seven figure business and talk to them or like Watch a day in their life, or constantly get their input. Like that is such a unique experience in the online mm-hmm. space, and it's crazy. I think it's a really interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, last thing I wanted to talk to you about is obviously traveling. Speaking of all the benefits of having a business, mm-hmm. that is one of the best parts ever: is being able to travel whenever you want and still be making money while you're doing it. Um, so you were just in Europe
1: recently, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, just got back like a week Where'd ago. Where'd you go? So we went to London and France. So my stepmom mm-hmm. ran the London Marathon. She is a marathon runner, oh, and she's cool. she's been doing like the big six, so like the six world marathons. She's done almost all of them mm-hmm. except for Tokyo, I think. So we went to go see her do that, and then we planned a trip to France while we were there. And I mean, there was a whole crazy situation with us not making it to France for like the first I day. I saw but that. Like, I saw that. That's on outside the point. It was insane. I mean we long story short France has this crazy obscure rule that no one tells you that if your passport expires within three months of the day that you're coming home you like they won't you know they won't recognize your passport and his expires in like July or something so technically it expires before it expires which who would have thought that that would be a problem right um So we get to the airport, we get to the Heathrow airport and we're about to catch our flight to Nice and the lady tells us there's a problem with his passport. We go up to the front desk and she's like, you're not going to front. I started bawling in the airport. I was calling my dad, (laughs) my dad and my, my little sister and my stepmom are already on the plane because we were like behind them. I called my dad. I'm like, we're not going like you got to go without us. It was, it was awful. But we had, we spent a whole day in London. We went to the embassy. We got a new passport for him. We spent all this money on like hotels, new flights, new passport. And then we made it to Nice Mm -hmm. a day after the rest of my family did. So we made it eventually, but it was like the craziest 24 hours of my life. So little tangent. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like
0: at that, I feel like it's like difficult to travel to France because we had a similar situation. It wasn't like that, but it was with like COVID rules and stuff. Um, and it was very different than England. Like it was no problem for us to get into England, but France, we were like Mm-hmm. we might not be able to go which is weird that's just such a odd that it was the same place but um yeah that is cool we're we're trying to figure out a europe trip for like later this year mm-hmm. um so i think we want to do like italy and switzerland because <gasps> we usually i know i'm italy. so excited we always uh, i've gone to like england and france multiple times mm-hmm. and Um, I've gone to Italy before but Jordan's never gone and he's like so obsessed with Italian culture so he really wants to go there and I Mm want to go to Switzerland so I think we're going to do that but um, I think a lot of people whenever they start their business are really curious about kind of working in traveling with your business and mm-hmm. taking time off. And I know that you were working some while you were over there and kind of had like a special offer for when you were traveling. So what does it usually look like for you whenever you're trying to like plan a trip and also trying to plan business at the same time?
1: Yeah, I think it depends on whether or not I want to work a little bit while I'm gone because it looks different depending on that. So for me, this last time I went to Europe, I was, um, I had a big launch that so I was just going to launch while I was gone. For one of my coaching programs monetize your magic and so I basically just had everything done ahead of time for that so like I had links ready I had graphics ready I had content ready everything was just batched ahead of time and so I really just take like the week before like leading up to leaving to make sure I have everything ready to go so that when I'm on vacation if someone were to like message me about something or they wanted to get into like a program or start working with me or whatever. Then I had all the system set in place that things were like automated mm-hmm. and ready to go. And then that way, yeah. when I was there, all I had to do was like show up on Instagram and post my stories and have fun and just like talk about what I was selling that day or that week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's usually what it is about for me. Like I, when I travel, I don't always take a hundred percent of the time off my business because I genuinely love what I do. Like I actually still want to be like creating content while I'm gone, not because I feel like I have to, but because I actually want to. And so that was what it was in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like when I travel, I feel more inspired anyway. And so it's more fun for me to show up on stories and like talk about my offers and talk about, you know, what I'm selling and what I'm doing, what I'm up to. Um, so that's what it was for me this last time. But I know that like previously when I have taken vacations where I know that I'm going to have like no time to work, or I know that it's just like very focusing on family. Then I remember, um, when I was just working with done for you marketing clients, I would always just give them a heads up and just communicate with them. I would usually end up batching ahead of time. So like just doing extra work before I left or doing extra work when I got Mm -hmm. back. Um, and I think that having a team really, really, really helps as well. Like I still work with, um, marketing clients on blogging and social media, but I have a VA that does a lot of copywriting for me and does a lot of, um, the heavy lifting with client works so that I'm able to mm-hmm. be more so like strategy and communication and just overseeing everything. And so having help really like, you know, helped to make sure that I was able to be more hands off. So yeah, I would say it depends on if I'm like if I want to work while I'm gone or if I wanna take all the time off. But it's usually just like communicating with all my clients, letting them know while be when I'll, when I'll be gone. Um, because I'm working with one on one clients right now too, and I just let them know like, hey, this week I won't be in Voxer, but we'll add an extra week to your package where when I get back we'll, you know, you'll get all your support that you need. Or I'll just take the time off and let them know. Like it really just depends. Um, but yeah, that's usually what it looks like.
0: Yeah. It was, of course, the garbage truck pulled up right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was the same for me. I usually did that with my... It just depends on the vacation. Like, it's every vacation is going to be different. Because I'm the same, too. Like, even whenever I've gone to Europe since I started my business, I... I mean, that's, like, a big trip. You know, if it's a smaller trip, Mm -hmm. then I'm usually The time difference, too,
1: is kind of interesting. Yeah,
0: the time difference is intense, especially with things like calls. But... Um, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to take off for like a weekend if you're going somewhere. I mean, I usually take off Fridays in my business anyway, but, Mm -hmm. or like, I don't schedule any calls or anything on Fridays, but yeah, it's a lot easier doing that than, you know, taking two weeks and going to Europe. But I'm the same way. Like Mm -hmm. I, it's weird because you're so used to like being in an office job or corporate space where you're like dying to be able to take off time from work. But then Does with it your, feel like that when you're I doing your own thing. <laughs> it's weird. It's like you're yeah. so excited for the trip, but you're also super excited about what's happening in your business. So it's just a very different mindset mm-hmm. around it. So, yeah. I'm the yeah. same way. But
1: This has been I think a, with the with the oh, time okay. difference thing too. I was it's so interesting because I remember when I was in Europe, like I actually feel like it works to our advantage because with Europe being like 8 hours later, you could like post or get a lot of client work done. And then it's like done when you're, when people wake up at the U S so it's like, you're actually ahead of everyone. Yeah. And so if anyone's listening to this and they're like, Oh, I want to have a business one day where I could like go to go travel abroad and live in a different country and work. Mm -hmm. It's still possible. It's actually like, if you go to a country like um, Europe, it's actually Mm -hmm. pretty nice because then it's like, you're ahead of everyone and you're getting all your work done or you can like do like whatever you want throughout the day. And then in the evening, you're done and then everyone else is coming like waking up and then like all your Mm -hmm. stuff is done for the day. So it actually works
0: out. I felt the same way about like even having clients on the West coast. Like by the time I was up and doing Mm -hmm. work and like finished with a lot of things, they were just waking up and getting started. So that was definitely helpful. Yeah. I feel like people always worry about time differences with clients, but it's usually not a big deal. You can always work it out. And like, I would say the only, you know, Situation you're going to run into is possibly like I said, things like calls and whatnot. But I feel like clients are usually pretty flexible with stuff like that, yeah. so it's really. I never had an issue with it, and more than not, most of my clients were in on the west coast, so there was a three hour time difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, it's worth it for
1: sure. It's a good problem it's to worth have, <laughs> it. it is a good problem to have,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh well, this has been so fun. I feel like we covered a lot of different so things.
1: I know we went all over the place. Like I feel like that was literally just like us catching up in real I life. <laughs> like, I know what's going on in our personal lives. I know so we've both
0: been so busy. It's just been like crazy year.
1: Have. I can't believe it's mm-hmm. already May. What? The... I cannot believe it's already May. Is it quarter two already? That's yeah. quarter two, right? Mm-hmm. Gosh.
0: We're literally like we're like halfway That's through insane. quarter two. Uh,
1: I just think about, like, where we were at this, like, this time last year, and I think about how much has happened since 2022 last year.
0: I know. It's going to be, I almost just
1: said it's going to be 2025 next year. I'm, like, already in 2024.
0: (laughs) Don't. Too soon. That's going to be weird. Dude, I'm going to be in my 30s
1: in 2025. That makes me want to throw up. Uh, How old are you? 27? That's not even that old. I'm, I'll be 28 in July. So you're two years older than me
0: mm mm-hmm. i'll be 27 yeah. in january so yeah i won't be i won't be in my 30s in 2025 but <laughs> what what's <laughs> gonna be so
1: it feels weird so old. Oh. it's so weird i know it's not old at all but like i still feel like i feel like i'm 17 like i know, I, I know people say that but i genuinely feel like i have I this humor and the hobbies of a 17 year old I know it's just weird it's like especially when you start I feel like you always feel like you're like the
0: age you were when you started your business like I still feel like I'm 23 and it's so weird because there's like the pivotal moments like there's 21 it's I feel like it's like 18 21 25 and 30 those are pivotal Mm -hmm. and everything in between is just kind of like all right whatever but yeah the fact that how old you are between those years it's just so weird getting close to 30 but
1: yeah we both just start crying 30s will be good I know we end this on like a depressing note we're like "Ah." no I feel like it's I mean everybody says 30s are the 20s 20s. so I know and I feel like I'm I don't know I don't know I feel like I'm getting like healthier and like I, I used to think, like, oh, 30 means, like, you, you're starting to get Downhill. old. and like, you're not health problems <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. wait. I don't ha- – it doesn't have to be that way. It can be whatever I you want. I see so many TikToks of people who
0: are, like, 35, and they're like, I'm so much more healthier and, like, fit and
1: happy I than know. I was when I was
0: 25. So.
1: It gives me hope.
0: I know. Because I was,
1: like, not – like, last year especially, I was just, like, not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, mentally, physically. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess 30s are a chance to, like – Reconnect with yourself yeah. and be the healthiest version of yourself and, like, you know. Restart. Prove everyone wrong. <laughs> we just, like, go downhill immediately after the <laughs> 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 We're
0: like, yeah, 30s are going to be
1: awesome. <laughs> and then we just, like, completely, like, let ourselves go. <laughs> and, what, and next year. <laughs> we're, like, 28 and we're just, like, <laughs> old hags.
0: Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Well, uh, I know. Tell everyone what you got going on. I know you have a couple new programs and things like that. So, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I offer one-on-one coaching, business coaching, cycle coaching, all of the things. I um, have my uh, Monetize Your Magic program, which is really geared towards service providers who are, like, wanting that next step in their business so they have the foundations, but then they're ready to do what I did, like niche down find their expertise, scale their income. Like with my journey, you know, I switched into marketing and Mm -hmm. found my specialty there and it changed so much about my business. And so it's all about really helping, helping you do that and figure out what's next for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, those are the main things. I have a couple other smaller offers too, but it's really like if you're wanting to, if you resonated with anything that we talked about and you're just like, I really want my business to match up with my lifestyle and I want to feel connected with my body um, that's what I'm all about. So, yeah,
0: I feel like you get such good feedback from your program. So it's Anyone, been so much fun. Anyone who's Love interested, it. we're going to have Sydney's Instagram. hit me up, <laughs> hit her up. She's ready to join like, the fun, join you, the party, teach you about the moon.
1: <laughs> I will be posting how to DIY tutorials for how to water your, your plants with
0: your furies. I thought you were going to say the moon, how to water the moon. <laughs> <Very well.
1: laughs> There's a lot of intru- a lot of new content coming your way. This has inspired me. This <laughs> is like total revamp
0: of your business. Oh
1: my gosh, new pit
0: coming. Oh in. man, we will have a we'll have a Sydney's link to her Instagram on the show notes for this. And then yeah, if you want to see some fan fiction and get some inspo and recommendations for that, go follow her personal TikTok because.
1: Oh my Which gosh, all please up don't judge it. me though. <laughs> don't judge. I had no idea we'd even be talking about that, but like, it's out there. I'm not ashamed. Go when follow you, me. When you find the Go. niche, gotta do it. Go understand why I'm, I'm so obsessed. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for being here, Sydney. Thanks, Jess. Round two. We're going to so be back fun. at it 2024. <laughs> exactly to this day, a year from now. We
0: should. Come on back. It's so weird. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hawks, and I am so happy to have you here. Follow along with us on Instagram at thedigitalstateofmind so that we can stay connected with you and get your feedback on what you want to hear on the show. I know everyone says this, but we're serious, okay? (laughs) Talk to you next time.